Welcome to the Hanford Dixon Show with the top dog himself. I'm Gabriella Cruz, and you know, we're just going to break down that frustrating loss over the weekend. Browns falling to the Seahawks 2024 final score. We're 4-3 and three on the season. Hanford, your initial thoughts? Well, you know, first of all, I'm going to tell you about my weekend. Yeah, you know what? Why I, don't you, know, you do Let's you know, do that. You because always ask me about my week. That's probably a little positive note I, before I, we dive into I, I understand, our frustration. I understand why you didn't ask me. You're just so frustrated over that game yesterday. So. <laughs> I'm like, we have so much to talk about, and I know what you want to talk about. I, I, I'm with we'll, you. but We'll have angry Ken here in a second. Give us a positive before well, that. You know what? It's, it's funny because yesterday I didn't really do a lot. I got ready for the game. I was all excited about the game, but I have a problem. Because is anyone thinking the same thing? For some reason, I thought the game started at 425 or 430 mm. or something like that. That's and the, just you, dog. They, were, they well, said four the whole time. Well, when I, turned, when I started watching the game, you know, uh, they had scored already. We were down. The score Are you was saying because you didn't know what time it started, that's why they well, got those first two early touchdowns on us? Well, God dog it, something happened. And <laughs> I just know I was all upset about the game. And, you know, they jumped out on us really, really early. So, uh, I, I, you know, I was mad about that. But that's all right. I had a, other than that, the Browns yeah, well, What losing. did you do yesterday? I didn't do nothing. I just laid around. You know, down south, they talk about a big old hog. You know, wallowing in the mud. That's all I did yesterday. I got ready for the game, and I was all excited, you know, because, it, you know, it was a 4 o'clock game, and I was trying to find something to do. And then when the damn thing started, I was all upset because, they, like I said, they jumped on us right away, and I was upset about it. You so. started watching. What about we, you? We, what did you do yesterday? We were already in the hole. Um, I went to Conneaut, Ohio, and enjoyed some of the outdoors because you really need to meditate after watching something like yesterday. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, you know, nothing too crazy. We're going to bring in Angry Ken, though, because oh I know he's got Lord. plenty to oh say. Lord. And truthfully, maybe we're going to set him up uh, right right off the jump about that play that has everyone talking on Twitter. Angry Ken, welcome. Should the Browns have run the ball on third and three, or do you like Stefanski being aggressive on the road and trying to throw for the first down? All I got to say is I didn't think I'd have to bring the garb out this year. <laughs> Looked like things were going great. The Browns had it in their hands. Of course they should not have passed the ball there. Kevin Stefanski, man, just when we think you've got it down, you call a running play for Kareem Hunt, for heaven's sake, in that situation. You should have done it, but no. You put it in the hands of our quarterback. And that guy, he played so he played his heart out yesterday, but he was a practice squad quarterback a few weeks ago. And the worst thing that happens in that situation is an interception. And that's exactly what happened. No, you run the ball there. You take your chances. You let Kareem Hunt get it. And if you don't make it, you punt. You got this punter that's having a great game. He's one of the best punters in the, in the conference right now. And you put it in the hands of your defense. So, no, I'm angry. <laughs> He's not the only one angry. I'm angry, too. For once, I'm on Ken's side. I agree with him 100%. I think some of these coaches sometime, and we're going to get into this uh, throughout the show, they are too smart for their own good. Mm, how many times have we been saying that before? All right, we're going to take a break, and we're going to hear from another Browns alumni about what he thinks coming up right after this. Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show. Today we are joined by Angry Ken. We just had some words from him, and we'll hear more from him. But we're also bringing on an 11-year NFL vet, Browns alumni. He spent nine season, seasons with the Browns, University of Oklahoma, another Southern boy. Uh, 
Greg Pruitt, earning four Pro Bowl selections, rushing for more than 1,000 yards three times. He really established himself as a dominant pass-catching threat out of the backfield. We're so excited to have you, and we really want to get your game reaction as well. What's up, King? I I agree with uh, Ham, but ironically, I I too screwed up on the uh, start of the game, and when I flipped over, they see had there? already scored. What's up with the old guys now? Hey, well, see there, I want to tell you, I, Greg, I'm not the only one that thought the game started <laughs> a little bit later. But you know, the Browns got off to a slow start. I was a little disappointed, and then we came back. And in fact, uh, we, we we I keep saying good teams don't beat themselves. And then when you look at this game, you see where the Browns did some things that they beat themselves. They helped Seattle beat them. Uh, I'm a running back, so I'll be the first one to admit I sway to running the football. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the most important positions on on the field. We put three guys in yesterday, and all the guys did really well. We had a running game going. And so we we seem to make the situation too difficult. You just – Keep it simple. You know, there's more fumbles on uh, – there's more uh, uh, exchanges of the ball, turnovers on passes than there are handoffs. So you got a guy like uh, Kareem Hunt who was running well, and, you know, he's a punishing runner, and you got three yards. And that if you get the three yards, game basically is over, and he's not even on the field. He's not even a threat to run. That's – one of the problems I have, you don't even bring him as a threat. You just have, but I think Subansky, I think he, 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 he favors the pass over the run. I think he always has. I mean, we, we have the same conversation about, about Nick Chubb. Uh, If Nick Chubb was there yesterday, would he have run the ball? I'm not sure he wouldn't have tried to throw the ball with Nick Chubb on the field. Greg, I, I know you agree with this. Nick Chubb, uh, I'm glad you mentioned him because Nick Chubb showed what, what type of player and how smart he is. And I think this is one of yeah. your favorite plays. And you know what I'm talking yeah. about. When he took the yeah. ball and he didn't score. You remember the run he had and he just downed it before he went in the oh, end zone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we seem to forget that part of it. You know, uh, Seattle can't beat up if they don't have the ball. So the first goal is try not to give them the ball and try to eat up as much as the clock as you can. I mean, you run the football. Even if you run it one time, maybe he don't get the three yards. Maybe he gets two yards. Now you got four from one. you got another opportunity to make another decision. But to throw that ball on third and turn it over, you denied that one last chance to win this game. Plus you gave them the field position. Plus you didn't take any time out from them. And – Good teams are going to beat you. They didn't have to worry about the clock no more. They didn't, a field goal ties the game. And it takes so much pressure off a team that they know, well, we can tie. We're not going to lose. Now we can go after winning the football game, and that's what they did. Let's bring Angry Ken back in here for a second. Actually, Kareem Hunt was asked about that post game, you know, and he said, I didn't get a, I didn't get a chance the whole fourth quarter. Well, you know, first of all, I got to say I'm angry for a lot of things, but now I'm angry at my one of my idols, Greg Pruitt, along with Hanford Dixon. Come on, guys. You got to get there for the start of the game, okay? Well, you both are being fined. You're going to get a big play fine for that. But you know well, what? We, we, got, we had rewind. <laughs> all right. But you know what a lot of people are forgetting, Greg? 
is right before we had that whole situation happen, we had another third and three, and Stefanski passed it. It was incomplete, but we got fortunate because there was a defensive call, hands to the face. You'd think he would have learned his lesson, but he didn't. So then we come back and we do the exact same thing. But let me throw this out to you guys because I wonder what your thoughts would have been on this. I'm agreeing with you, Greg. You hand it off. You give it to Kareem. Plow it up there. Even if you only get two or three yards, then you immediately go to the line and you have you give the signal, we're not going to snap the ball, but you at least try and draw those guys off because yeah. you could get that cheap five-yard penalty. We've seen guys like Aaron Rodgers and other guys do it. But we didn't. It was like that was so botched from every coaching angle you could possibly say. That's why I'm angry, Ken. What What's your thoughts, Greg? Well, I believe, like I said, you got to run the football at at least give it one try. Cause that's the smartest thing to do. You don't want to turn the ball over. You got a young right. quarterback. The, the 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 most veteran position that you have on the field in the backfield is the running back. So you want to put in a guy that's been in that situation that don't feel the pressure the same way the rookie's feeling the pressure. But to have him throw the football, really, you would have thought a week ago yeah, they did the RPO and the, and the, and the quarterback kept the ball and threw it. Should have been intercepted. Should have been intercepted. And we, and we won the game. You would have thought they learned their lesson then. But we come back out and we do the same thing. I think he just he, – he, he's more comfortable with throwing the football regardless of whoever it is than he is running the football, and it's, it cost us. Well, actually, you're exactly right, because they had a couple of guys that had their hands on that football that should have been an interception that wasn't. Yeah. But for some reason, and, and I don't think it's only Stefanski. I think if you guys look, it's a lot of coaches in the league right now. They want to outsmart everyone else. And I sit there sometimes, and I'm like, run the damn ball come on you gotta be kidding me just go ahead and run the ball and all of a sudden they want to run it they want to throw and then when something happened then they got they're standing there with their mouth wide open let let me ask you i don't i don't think you have to fool the defense all the time uh my best example is philadelphia they have a short yardage (laughs) <laughs> yeah. They talk about changing the rules. Yeah. So good yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking of changing the rules, this might be a good time to ask Greg about a little throwback question here. Tearaway jerseys. Um, give us the story on that. You were the tearaway phenom being such a dominant runner and how you took advantage of that and caused the rule change. Well, actually, I won't tear away in college, but uh, they tackle different in, in college. In college. Than they do. In, in, in the pros. So when I came here, they brought that. I think it was Forrest Greg that uh, initiated the, the tearaway jersey. Uh, to be honest with you, when it, when it, when they when they outlawed it, I was happy to see it go. <laughs> uh, most of us are from Cleveland, so we know how cold days can get here on game day. And in order for that tearaway to be effective, you couldn't wear anything under it. So it was like going out and sub-zero in a T-shirt. And they would tear it off. I thought uh, it should have been an infraction by the defensive player, but they they got wind that it was tearaway. And when situations came up, I put, say for example yesterday, it, the situation. This was the game. Most likely, you're going to hand the ball off. They would tear my jersey before the play. I would have <laughs> to leave the field, change jerseys, and come back before the play started. And that just got 
Hey, Greg, we were talking about this before the show, and we used to give Hanford a hard time because when we were kids playing in the backyard, we used to have that big old towel hanging out our pocket like we were yeah. Hanford Dixon running around. But yeah. I got to say, now that we got you on the show, we used to be tearing each other's shirts before we even started so we could say we are Greg Pruitt running the football. Yeah. Just like you did, yeah. man. You had that ball out there, and that shirt got torn away. I would have given that ball to you yesterday, Greg. I think you would have got that first down for us. I would have wanted the ball, just like uh, Hunt wanted the football. You talk to the lineman. Sometimes you can you can, you can can ask, what are we going to do? We're going to pass or throw it. Those guys will tell you. They'll tell you. See, the other part, of, a part about it is hand, in a situation like that, putting all that pressure on the quarterback. If you go back and replay the play, I don't know if y'all have, uh, uh, Ford was open. He missed. He missed yeah. a wide open guy. There were some bright spots yesterday. We could talk about. I mean, Kareem Hunt. He did have the touchdown. I think that's three in a row for him. Browns rushed for 155 yards on 40 carries. Cooper Najoku had pretty good games, and the defense was lights out in the second, third, and most of the fourth quarter. Well, I'll, I'll well they t- had a chance to make a big play. Uh, uh, where the guy jumped, he jumped the pass, had it in his hand. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. He jumped it so pretty that he he knew he was finna score and forgot to secure the ball. Cameron Mitchell. Yep, and you see, you know, it's funny, man, but I because I met this kid. Obviously, he's from Northwestern. I think we drafted him in the fifth round. We brought him here, and I was sitting down and I was talking to him, and uh, he came up to me. I was shocked. He knew who I was, and he said, "You know what? You know what number I'm wearing?" I said, "No, what number are you wearing?" He said, "Number twenty-nine." And you know why I'm wearing that number? I said, "Okay, big dog. I I, I understand and I get it because the top dog wore." Number twenty nine, but Greg, I I, I want to uh, a little bit later in the show. I I'm not gonna let you off without you telling uh, one of the uh, famous Hanford Dixon stories that you have. Look, look, don't be telling everybody right now. You know, you just keep that right now in your back pocket. That that's a really good story. Real quick, I want to ask you about the running backs. Obviously, yeah. we know how important Kareem Hunt is, and uh, not Kareem Hunt. Uh, uh, what's about your running back? Chubb. Hurt. Uh, Chubb is. We know how important Chubb is to this team. Do you think we've lost much now? Obviously, Kareem Hunt. We got Ford. We got Strong. We got those three guys right now. Have we? Uh, obviously, we've lost some, but those guys are still competent, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I think well, it's going to be hard to replace a guy like Chubb. He, he puts a fear in the defense uh, like no other back puts fear in the defense. I mean, he got hurt because the DB went down on him. He was afraid to hit him up high like he should have. And uh, but I hope he's around. I hope when he's up and running, he's st- sitting in the meetings or he's around at practice because uh, he means a lot to the running backs. And uh, watching film, he can help them do that. But we got a threesome. I call them three amigos now. It takes three to replace Chubb, but they're getting the job done. But so far, they did a good job. What do we you just got to do a better job of helping them get started. What do you mean like you should have? You know we don't want to hit you guys. I mean, we, with you big backs coming out the backfield <laughs> coming to see us, we don't want any part of you. We're trying to get as low I, as we I can. Don't, I, don't, I don't want you to hit me below my knees. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Greg, thanks so much for coming on. We're going to be back with you. We want to hear some more. Right after this, we got to okay. take one more break. Thank you so much.
Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show with the Top Dog. I'm Gabriela Cruz, and today we are joined by Greg Pruitt. Really cool to hear his thoughts on this Browns game hey, over the hey, weekend. Hey, 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 hey. You have to call him the king. So I wondered about that. I mean, you, you know, that's the, the well, I didn't have Do a I choice. Have, I have the permission. I have the license. I have, I have the well, Gab, stature to say that. Well, Gab, I didn't have a choice. You know, when it, when I, you know, I came in, you know, I was a rookie. I had to call him the king. So how do you not call him the king? The king. <laughs> okay. I love it. Well, it took long enough for you to correct me. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, we are joined once again with the King. And actually, I've got a question for you, Greg. Are there any last-minute regular season losses that still stick with you? I think there's a famous one. Regular season? Well, playoff. Red Right 88 is the one that uh, I got an issue with. We should have won <laughs> another one of those. We should have won, but we didn't. Take us back uh, in time. What What was that like for you? Well, we had made the playoffs, uh, and we were making the run. In fact, uh, the Raiders, which who a couple years later I ended up playing for, uh, went on as a wild card, the first wild card to to go on and play in the Super Bowl. And it, it should have been us. I mean, we were much better than the Raiders, and the Raiders was able to accomplish what they accomplished. But Red Right 88 was the uh, – we were down. We were on the 13-yard line. We needed a field goal to win the game. And we decided to throw the football. Wow. It was mm. intercepted and we lost. That we went we lost a game on three points or four points that we didn't need to win. <laughs> wow, that sounds awfully familiar. Was that Brian Sype throwing the ball to Ozzy? That was Brian Sype. No, he was well, yeah, he was trying to throw it. Yeah. He he should have thrown it to Ozzy, but he looked uh uh uh, uh number eighty five. Uh can't say I can't remember his name. Not Dave he Logan. At Dave Logan. Okay. Yeah. He looked at Dave Logan first when he should have went to Ozzy first, and when he came back, he he came back too late. The guy that intercepted the ball, I later found out, uh, who became a teammate uh, of mine, couldn't catch the football, <laughs> and and when I ended up with the Raiders and and and, and uh, seven on seven, this guy could not catch the football. So I asked, was that the same guy that intercepted the ball? In thirty and thirty eight below, so if Sight was going to throw at somebody, I knew then he he actually did throw it at the right guy. All right, that well, that was a playoffs run though. You said yeah. That was that was a playoff run. Regular yeah. regular season. Nineteen eighty. Uh, that was nineteen eighty. I want to yeah. say nineteen eighty. Okay, that was yeah. Well, yeah. it was a, I'm saying well, she it was a playoff game, but you wanted to know a regular season game. I just wondered, you know, playoffs do hurt more, yeah. don't they? Because it's when everything matters a lot. Well, rivalries, you know, anytime you lose to your rivalry, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Pittsburgh was, you know, they have conference uh, uh, com competitors, but we always had the in-state rivalry with the, with the Bengals. And so I didn't never like losing to the Bengals. Yeah, we still don't like losing to the Bengals. No. Hey, we're going to bring on uh, one of our guests. We've got JT Thompson of Montrose Auto Group giving us one of his game reactions. He comes on every week. He's always got something for us or a question for the guys. What's yeah. up, big dog? What's up, top dog? Well, I, I think you and I are probably, and you and I, Greg, Gab, we're all probably feeling the same way right now, especially after watching yeah. what took place yesterday. Yeah, it was just, just a very depressing uh, loss after the way that, you know, we fought back. 
We made it a good game. We were leading. It was a great game script all the way around. And then we decided to pass the ball on third and three, which, you know, I, I was having flashbacks before that play, you know, when Seattle was playing New England uh, down at the goal line in the Super Bowl. Next thing you know, interception, ball game over, lose the Super Bowl. Luckily, yesterday was not that for us, but it felt that way. That's the difference between being four and three today and five and two today. You just run the ball. You have the number one rated defense, don't we, in the league? Yeah. And here's what we do. We pass with a guy that's only started nine games in the, his career, and that's what happens. You oh. know, it's Murphy's Law, as I've learned. <laughs> and, and, I, and you know what I think? I, I think we're all pretty much on the same page when it comes down to that. And I think we're all feeling the same way. And we're not – no means – I mean, no way are we saying let's – fire Stefanski no, right now. No. That's not what we're saying. Nope. But it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand, <laughs> I mean, situation football. And that's situation football. Run the damn ball down uh, there. I, I mean, it's it's very simplistic. You, you run the ball. Kareem didn't even play in that, that drive at all. You know, that's, just That's having, the problem that gets me. I, yeah. I, 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 it's, 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 it's almost like he got a script and he goes down that script. Right. And he kind of loses sight of where he is in the game and how important this particular play is. Maybe call a timeout and have somebody upstairs talk about where you are and how important this play is and why you should do this or do that. Yeah. It's almost like they just they run down the script regardless of where they are in the game and it works or it don't work. Yep, that's exactly correct because hey, so what? We get one yard, two yards, punt the ball, we're they got them pinned down inside the twenty. No, you make them drive the whole length of the field. That's exactly what Greg was just saying. You got any questions for these fellas? Uh, Nothing today. I mean, you don't want to do on a football field when you're up three and a a touchdown will beat you is you don't give them great field position. No, you you do what you're supposed to do. And if it don't work, you punt the ball. That's that's football. Yeah, yeah. I I, I agree, Greg. JT, what's going on at uh, uh, J, what's going on at Montrose Auto Group? Now we're wrapping the month up uh, between today and tomorrow. Uh, we've got a lot of specials out there on our website right now. Uh, you can go to gomontrose.com, check out all of our brands around Northeast Ohio and uh, Western Pennsylvania. We got a few stores out there, so go to gomontrose.com, and we got a lot of specials to move some inventory right now at the end of the month. Ooh. Real quick, give them a rundown where those stores are. Uh, we've got one, a Kia store in Sheffield Lake. We've got a Jag Land Rover Volvo store in Brook Park or Brooklyn, Ohio, Parma. we got our Ford store down in Fairlawn. Uh, out in Ashtabula, we have a Chevy GMC store and a Chrysler Jeep Dodge store. And then just over the uh, state line in Hermitage, Pennsylvania, we got a GMC and Nissan store. Well, I want to tell everybody when they come, ask for you, just like Gabby. When Gabby <laughs> goes out there and she doesn't have a, you don't have a problem ask, asking for JT, do you? Oh, no. He's the guy to go to. So be sure to check him out. Thanks so much, as always, Absolutely. for coming on. We really appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Wish it was better time. Uh, Thanks, my man. So. I know it. We got to take one more Thanks. break. Thanks so much. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show. We got the top dog, as always. Give us another bark, why don't you? But you know what? Hold on, hold on. Don't you say one thing. Don't you say one thing. I have to tell you this. Obviously, we got Greg Pruitt on, call him the king. And it's so funny, Gab, because when I was a rookie, I came in, and everyone else can get away with calling him 
Greg. You were the only one. Who he had to made call him king? me call him when I had when I dressed him. Uh, it was the king or king. That's what I had to say to him. So wow, Greg, you're back with us. Tell us about why you singled out Hanford and uh, why did he have to just call you that? Well, you know when when I was a rookie, we had a guard named Gene Hickerson. Gene Hickerson is a Hall of Famer for the Cleveland point in two-a-day camp to just torture all the rookies and so that's a to me i just took it upon making that a tradition of the brown uh, when the rookies came in so hamper was the leader of the group so you know if you want the rest of them to to bow down you got to get the leader yes so, so we i went after hamper I, I got a i got a true story the hamper was a guy that didn't think he was a rookie yeah, we want to hear these Hanford stories. He played last year. He thought he played last year he started. So this is just another year for him. And and you gotta have that at the position that he played because he played a lot of dangerous people. And in fact, he plays sometimes he played against people that might be the fastest people in the world. World in class fact, spreaders, him, yeah. World class and in fact, one game we had a guy <laughs> named Johnny Lamb Jones. Woo! I'm, I'm from Texas. He is a legend sprinter in Texas. Hamper's not from Texas, so he didn't know that. So I, I had a habit of sitting on my helmet doing the football game, right, right next this to the This is a field. true story, Gab. And I watched, and I watched the games. So in, in practice prior to playing the Jets, I told Hamford that, don't get me wrong, by no means am I Johnny Lamb Jones, but for three or four yards, five yards, I can give you a picture of how fast this guy gets off the ball. And so Hammer said he didn't, he didn't need that. Johnny <laughs> Lamb Jones needed needed some help. <laughs> okay, I, okay, rookie. So I go on, and so we're in the game now. This is in the game, and I'm sitting on my helmet about four feet from the field, and I hear somebody go. Psst, psst, and I'm looking. Yeah, I'm on the field. This is fine. Finally, finally, I follow the sound over to Hamford. Hamford is on the field in a defensive back position, <laughs> finna defend Lamb Jones, trying to get my attention. And he say, he say, King, how do I know when this guy is supposed to go deep? And I told him, I say, from what I've seen, Hamford, anytime he, he wants to. <laughs> Yeah. So I ain't gonna tell you what he said that Yeah, this is a true story. Oh, I mean, wow. I'm live on the field and we're playing as a defensive back. You know, obviously Greg is right. We go we go against the world class sprinters. And Lamb Jones was getting up on me so fast. I was like, I, 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 Greg told me this guy was fast, and I was fast, but I didn't know this guy was this fast. And I'm over there on the side of Greg sitting over there on his helmet, and I just, I said I needed some help. I'm like. Psst, <laughs> Greg, tell me when he's going deep. Greg said, from where I see it over here, anytime that he wants to, he can go deep. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Greg King. That was good. A lot of people won't believe that story if we told that, but that was that's a true story. How many times did he burn you, or did you cover well, him okay? come on now. You know. I mean, well, what well, hey, good thing. I know Greg will tell us the truth. He, he couldn't catch. Yeah. <laughs> and Lance Young got open, and he dropped the face yeah. down fast. <laughs> 
Oh man, you got bailed out then a couple times. Oh my goodness, that was a good story, King. That was that was a great story. You, I can. Thanks for telling that because now I can roast Hanford about that yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, King. Uh, I was the Gabby was asking me. I told her to ask you about Mike Perret, but a lot of people thought that you and uh, uh, Mike Perret was related. related. Well, that's that's and and still people say that people think that. Uh, in fact, uh, we, when we played together and we're doing football season, it came up so much that we just said, "Okay, we're gonna be kin." And so we went and got pictures of me and Mike Pruitt, and we were signing them like that. It was next thing I know, I was traded, and right after that, Mike was traded. Somebody didn't like that. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, King. Yeah. Looking back at this game yesterday, where. I, I tell people, and, and we're, I, I think we're lucky right now to be four and three. Very lucky. Uh, very lucky. I, I think we can look at this season and we could be easily two and five. But that's all right. That's all right. We'll take where we are right now. Where do they. For now, you got to win. The, you when you got to look down your schedule. You know, a lot of players look down. I did it as a player. I looked down the schedule. I saw people we had to play. I knew I in my mind what was going to be tough game, what wasn't should be easy game based on if we had experience of playing guys in the conference. We knew Pittsburgh, we knew Cincinnati, we knew the uh uh the, well who were they before they had Baltimore? Oh, Houston, Houston Oilers, yeah, Arles. yeah, the Houston Oilers, and uh so you got ready for those games. Then you had some easy games of 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 people outside your conference that maybe you hadn't played in a year, or two or three years ago. But you kind of scratch out your wins and you scratch out your losses. And you try, when you get to those games, to change that by playing your best game and maybe stealing a game, winning one that nobody thought you were supposed to win. Basically, that's what Seattle did. They kind of saved their season by winning a game nobody thought they could win, which was us. And, and, we help them beat us. If good teams don't help other teams win, you can't turn the ball over. That's something you can control. You can be more careful. Hey, what do you guys? You can't do that. What do you guys think? How much blame should go to the defense for that final drive? Seattle went 57 yards in a minute 19 without even using a timeout, and then the defense. Well, see, yeah. I, I, I'm going. I'm going to say those kind of things happen. I, I watched the last play, and it, it looked like it was a mix-up on the coverage. Coverage now. One of the things that Hamburg can attest to this, that the TV and when you watch the game, you if you don't play and you're not aware of, you got you don't know what the personnel changes are. Right. And you don't know sometimes personnel changes are because of an injury. Uh Newsom went out. Newsom wasn't in the game. That changes the dynamics. These guys have a chemistry, just like on offense, you have a chemistry. Like you can look at a guy and know what he's thinking, or you can give him a signal, he know exactly what you're gonna do. But when you're in a situation when you don't know what the other guy is going to do, sometimes both guys guess and guess wrong, and the guy ends up getting the touchdown. And I had to tell. No, I don't blame. I don't blame. I don't blame. Because I, I think the Browns should have, when we had the ball, should have ran the ball. Right. I don't think they should have had. Never put him in that left. position. Yeah, yeah. Put him in that position because one of the things you do for a defense is tough on this level to be effective against a defense when they pretty much know what you're going to do. A lot of, lot of the, the performances on offense is being creative, catching the defense, trying to 
uh, jump something or be on top of what they think something's going to happen and show their rear end, and that's how you get them. But then I don't blame it on the defense. They play well. They play uh, well enough for us to win. And, and you know what? Well I, and, and I thought overall, um, I, I I think they played well enough to win till the final uh, final uh, yeah. drive. And a lot of people said, hey, the defense was gassed. They were tired. I disagree with that because the defense was pretty much uh, off the field the majority of the game. And uh, what I did like, Greg, I I, I think uh, with our offense, the way it was going, uh, I think the majority of the time they were putting themselves uh, in position to succeed a win on third down because the majority of the time in that ball game, they were third and four and, and under uh, going into the third down. And, and, and I think that's a, you know, that's a position that you could put yourself in where majority of the time you're going to win those battles. Well, you know, when you go into a season, uh, you hope that you can be lucky because that's basically what it is that you don't get key players hurt. You're only as good as the 11 you put out there. You 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 right. You scout, you draft, you develop eleven guys on defense, and you hope that your eleven is always going to be better than there. the eleven guys that play against, and vice versa. And so, what can change that is if a key guy in that scenario gets hurt, and then the guy next guy up can't play to the same level, and it's almost like a domino effect. You almost kind of panic. But this is a young team that defensively, they're going to get better. Offensively, they're going to get better. We just, unfortunately, we got, you know, a top draft pick hurt on the other side, and he's not playing. And so we have to try to find a way to get through that. And yesterday was, that's why we can't afford, if anything, we couldn't afford to lose that game yesterday because we needed it so bad. So, But now it's been lost. So now we got to win a game somewhere that people don't expect us to, to Hey, win. Greg, thank you so much for your time and your input. We've got to take one more break, but we, one of the Browns' right. most established alumni, we're, we're so happy to have <laughs> you, and, and for roasting Hanford here, my favorite thing. <laughs> Thanks so much, King. Thank Greg you. Pruitt. Thank you, guys. For coming on and the Hanford-Dixon show. Thanks, go Browns. King. Yep, go Browns. Thank you. Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show with the top dog, Hanford Dixon. I'm Gabriella Cruz. We've been joined by Greg Pruitt giving us his insights on the Browns. And actually this week, fellas, the Browns are back home against the 1-7 Arizona Cardinals. Now, as a player, how do you bounce back after a tough loss like that in Seattle? Uh, this is, you know, Cardinals not an intimidating team based on their record, but it is the Josh Dobbs revenge game. Well, you know, I think it's tough. I mean, you have to... King, I, I think you agree with this. Um, each and every week, you have to treat every team like they're a team that could beat you. Because look at some of the things that happened uh, this past uh, Sunday. Some of the teams. Uh, look, Kansas City. Can Denver beat Kansas City? Uh, I, I mean, you have to really, King, you, you tell them you have to treat them all the same, don't you? Yeah, I, I think what's going for us, though, this is a great time uh, to bounce back with a team like uh, Phoenix. Uh, two, we're playing them at home. That's the great thing. It would be tough. If if we had played Seattle here at home, 
maybe the outcome would be different. Uh, uh, personally, for me, Seattle is a tough place to play because the crowd is so loud and they don't purposely do things to make you audible because they know audibling is very difficult in a stadium. Now, they allowed, they were loud yesterday, but when I played and we played inside, it was unbelievable how you could not hear in the Seattle Stadium. But getting back to the answer, you the question is how do you bounce back? You beat the hell out of Phoenix. You take it out <laughs> on them. Is there any concern about Josh Dobbs knowing the defense so well? I don't think so. Um, obviously, you know, when you watch, that's that's why you just get into film study. Teams are going to do yep. what they do. They might tell, they, what they'll do is they'll try to disguise it a little bit, but pretty much what they're going to do, they're going to do what they do. And um, I, I don't think that's going to be a factor at all. But, Greg, I have a big question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, me personally, I mm-hmm. think they handle this whole Deshaun Watson thing the wrong way uh what's your thoughts on that or do you have any thoughts on that oh i have some thoughts you you know i'm a, i'm old school hanford and uh i i know as a former player who've had injuries who have played hurt and so i know how you go through that protocol and how you get back on the football field first thing they do the the i got a question mark about Watson, and I can't tell Watson how he feels, but if he's structurally uh, sound and uh, he got pain from some swelling, they and they give him something for the pain, and he's able to play, maybe he should use a, a, a different kind of shoulder pad or, or tape him up different, and he can try to play that way. But, you know, I didn't make the kind of money Watson is making, so you're putting that – Oh, actually, you're not putting on the line. I think his career is more important than what he's making. It's, it could be career-ending if they damage the shoulder right. that way. But I think a lot of guys are playing hurt. A lot of guys are playing hurt today, so they expect the same thing from him. Well, because I, I can't imagine myself, Greg, uh, when I was playing, uh, if we had a big game or something, uh, and coming up to uh, you guys or – any of the guys and saying, look, I, you know, I can't go today. Uh, this, I mean, uh, obviously if you're hurt, you're hurt. I, I hear that. But I, mm-hmm. I also hear what you're saying. If you could play, you play. And, but I just right. think they handle that whole situation, that whole thing, the, uh, um, uh, the wrong way. But, uh, but obviously we, 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 now we just got to do, we just got to get him back on the field because I think, but, King, the problem is when he's played, he hasn't been the Deshaun Watson that we paid to yeah, get. Yeah. We paid that $230 million for because that two, that 2020 Deshaun Watson, right. that's the guy we want. Right. Well, I, I think that uh, they made a mistake of playing him when he got hurt and didn't go back in the game or they held him right. out. They should have held, held him out there. If they had held him out then, None of this would have happened. They'd have held him out today, and then he'd been playing this coming week, and we'd be in pretty good shape. We would have we would have split the two games, got out of something serious. 
Well, King, tell me about this AFC North. What do you see? What's what's the team you think is going to come out of this AFC North? Obviously, you got Cincinnati, you got Baltimore, you got. Talking about those Baltimore. I know you're hearing it from Ozzy. Who Ozzy think gonna win it all? Those Baltimore Ravens, dog. You know. So they they got the edge on us now. They really do. So here's the here's the task we've created. Uh, for us, we got to beat Baltimore. We got to split with them. We got to beat Pittsburgh. We got to beat Cincinnati. Because if the record is not strong enough, it's going to get down to tiebreakers. It's going to be the division, then everybody wild card tiebreakers. And so we got to look at it that way. We can't, I don't know if we, if we went out. I don't even think now we can win the AFC North. Well, King, we have to say this to you, uh, Gab and I, we just appreciate so much you coming on the show, and you know the respect that I have for you is just uh, unbelievable. I call him King, Mr. Greg Pruitt. Uh, whenever, I, whenever I see him, uh, it's just, uh, he. he I, I don't think I have to tell him this. He already uh, understand this, but Gab, we really appreciate him coming on, dude. Yeah, thank you so much. And he had a lot of great things to say. I'm going to tell you how much Hamper liked me. Hamper, was you on that punt coverage team when I was with the Raiders? And came in? He came down there and took me. I better fat catch every ball. My, my guy. <laughs> Anytime we can get that roar and laugh out of Hamper, too. <laughs> Thanks, King. We're going to have to have All you come right. up back on sometime. Thank you so much to the King, right. Greg Pruitt, for joining us yeah. on the Hanford Dixon Show. <laughs> Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show with the top dog, Hanford. Browns at home versus the Cardinals. Do you think these dogs are going to show up for the dog pound? And also, why don't you tell us, you know, Tell us how you got that thing started. Yeah, but it was really crazy. I, I mean, you know, this dog thing, as we know, is just huge right now. You know, we were we were at training camp one day at Lakeland Community College, and uh, me being from down south, uh, you know, we didn't have the great pass rush, but we also had the two all-pro cornerbacks, myself and and Frank Minifield, who I did talk to today, he called me, but uh, and we're going to have him on the show. Oh, perfect. But I was thinking about how old Dog chased the cat, and it was initially Because you're from Mobile, yeah, Alabama. Mobile, Alabama. It was initially meant for the uh, defensive line. And so we just told them, hey, what are we are going to do, guys? We're going to bark at you, and when we bark at you, you guys think of that dog being uh, – uh, that quarterback being the cat, you guys are the dogs, and just rear your ears back and go at him. Because, again, I talked about it. We had the two all-pro cornerbacks, two all-pro uh, linebackers, my, uh, Chip Banks and Clay Matthews. And, Gap, we started barking. And at Lakeland Community College, the fans are so close to the field that before we knew it, everybody was the dogs. The whole team was the dogs. And then what happened was, you remember Arsenio Hall and those guys, they picked it up and – Man, this thing right now, if you'd have told me the dogs were still going to be going today, so I said you have lost your mind. But then what we did was we went and we tried to patent the whole thing. And by the time we went to patent, oh, NFL, the NFL, NFL beat, you to that. beat us to it. Anything that, so I could tell any of these guys, anything you're thinking about doing, anything you're thinking about patent, you better do it, do before, it before you come you out with it. with it. Because I'm telling you, NFL properties, they will have it right away. But those dogs right now are bigger and better. And do I think the dogs are going to show up this week? 
absolutely they're going to show up. All right, we're going to take us out of the show real quick. Browns versus Cardinals. What do you think about this game over under 40 points? Ooh, I think it's going to uh, I think it's going to be a, uh, lately people have been scoring a few points on us. I think that's nothing against the defense. I think the defense is still going to play well. I'm going to say this game, I think the Browns will win, but I think this game is going to o- go over the 40 points. All right, Browns seven and a half point favorites at home this week. Will the Browns cover the seven and a half? They will cover the seven and a half. Our defense is a little upset right now, a little mad by the way things going. Couple week, last two weeks, people have been able to score a few points. They're pretty upset. Yes, we will cover. We're going to bounce back. Take us out with a bark, would you? <laughs> Thanks for watching the Hanford Dixon Show.